Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Zero, season four, episode four. I'm your host today, Jenna Anderson. BD is not with us because he just met the real Agent Argyle and he's busy traveling back from that. Um, but joining me today for today's show is Nicole Drum. Hello. We got Jamie Jarak. Good morning. And we have Aaron Perrine. Busy morning, folks. Let's go. Very, very busy morning. And we were joking beforehand, news might drop while we're on the air at this point with the with the rate that things are coming out today. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of MCU updates. We have a lot of um, new things to kind of talk about, uh, including the, the big news that dropped like within the hour, which is that uh, Deadpool 3 has officially wrapped filming. Um, the news initially came from Dogpool's Instagram account, which I will read the caption that Dogpool gave. Um, and then also Brian Reynolds subsequently took to social media, posting a very uh, close-up photo of Deadpool. I'm going to say nothing more beyond that. Um, but so Ryan wrote on Twitter, uh, the suit hides the blood, also sweat, but today with Deadpool wrapping, it's mostly tears, a giant and forever thanks to the cast and crew of our film who battled wind, rain, strikes, and at real Hugh Jackman, all under the stalwart leadership of Sean Levy directs. I got to make a movie with my closest pal, and that doesn't happen very often. See you July 26th. And then Dogpool wrote on Instagram, uh, that's a wrap on my first movie. We worked our pants off, but it was worth it. Everyone on set was the utmost professional, especially Sean Levy and Hugh Jackman, and a superhero big bow wow wow to the entire crew. No matter the challenge, you rose to the task and made it look easy. I wouldn't change a thing, except maybe one person who was a little extra to deal with. But don't worry, I've forgiven him. I've even left a little special warm personal gift in his trailer. So Aaron has a theory about that. Take that away, first and foremost. Uh, well, I, anytime you mention the trailer and all of the maximum effort cinematic universe stuff, always is very on the nose. They're very on point. I think you can expect a dog in the trailer for sure. Like, there's no way. You're going to get Hugh, the dog, and Deadpool in the trailer. And I don't know else. Who knows? The sky's the limit for this movie, but... You're definitely gonna have like a dog pool moment in the in the trailer for sure. I like that and I believe it because like I, honestly especially if this is a Super Bowl trailer which we'll get into the specifics of but like having dog pool I feel like immediately gets the people who might not be as familiar with this movie or might not even be aware that it's out they might immediately get endeared to it but like Nicole Jamie what do y'all think? Oh I 100% think we're getting the dog in the trailer like they would be they'd be dumb not to put I mean everybody loves dogs everybody and if you don't love dogs we can't be friends but yeah i think dog dog is definitely coming in the trailer aaron's right and when he's right we should all like you know i don't know give him points or prizes or something for that because 100 percent. 
I mean, there's so many things that we we are hoping are surprises, and the and Dogpool is something they've announced on their own with the, without getting leaked. So, it, like, of course, why not put it out there? Absolutely. Ryan reflects in the chat is like dark Dogpool is the real Agent Argyle. <laughs> this would not um, surprise me at this point. Yeah, <laughs> and and to to Jamie's point, there are a lot of spoilers out there. I know we've written up a couple for the site in terms of like set photos and stuff. We will not be talking <clears throat> about the specifics on the show, but be careful because there is a lot that is out there. Um, and yeah, the the rumor, kind of the the expectation that people have is that we might get a trailer during the Super Bowl. So, do y'all think that's the case? And if so, what do you want to see beyond Dogpool? I don't want to see a lot. Mm-hmm. That's all. Just give me a little sprinkle, a little taste, but not much. I frankly want to see nothing that's actually in the movie and just like hilarious, stupid banter because that's on brand for Deadpool. And I think it will remind people how funny the first Deadpool really is. And um, to be perfectly honest, I have sort of like forgotten most of the second Deadpool it's just the way my brain works but the first Deadpool is like a core memory for some reason for me um I think to do dumb funny banter is going to get people even more amped than seeing anything and then maybe like a really weird smash cut of like the crazy chaos and I know there have been like all these crazy rumors that Taylor Swift is gonna be if they just threw her in randomly in the trailer that would be wild even if she's not in the film and I think this the most level of chaos they can give us is going to get people going, man, butts in the seat. And that's what I want. I want madness. Give me madness. And if Hugh Jackman sings, all the better. I agree. I like I know I've said on the show before, I think there's a there's a version of this that doesn't show any actual footage and is just the two of them sitting in Ryan Reynolds's mm-hmm. house, like on the couch, just talking. And that sells the movie for people as well. But yep. Aaron, what do you think? Um, I, I was in that camp, but I just don't think with the way these trailers have gone, they're going to have the restraint to do the Ant-Man ham boning, uh, <laughs> thing with the Deadpool thing, even though I want that cause it's funny. Um, I think you're probably going to get a little bit of introduction. And then, like you said, a rapid succession of weird images of things exploding from it. And maybe you'll be able to glean some of the weird stuff going on in the movie from that. But yeah, I'm thinking we're going to get like. The, the the biggest announcement trailer probably of the last two years was the, was him sitting on the couch and they'd be like, Hugh, you want to be a devil? And then the entire internet went insane. Nothing was actually shown, just like both of them sitting there. And then what wasn't the second follow-up clip? Them just describing the plot of the movie with no yep. sound and like miming mm-hmm. it? Yep. Look for something like that. I, I, I Even if you just did the same thing and had him come down in the mask, like the Wolverine mask, Internet, 10 out of 10, people losing their minds. Yeah. You're so right. Also, just rule of threes. Like, we need three of those videos in the all-too-well house of them just talking about the movie. Yes. Um, yeah. So, pivoting from Deadpool, even though I'm I probably, at this point, there might be more Deadpool updates before the end of the day with the way that everything is going. Um, so, we have a Daredevil Born Again scoop that broke earlier this week. Uh, comicbook.com's own Adam Barnhart talked to a source who revealed that uh, Wilson Bethel is back as Bullseye in Daredevil Born Again. Um how how much of Daredevil do we think is coming back at this point? Like it, this kind of confirmation and there's reports saying that uh, Foggy and Karen are back. How are, how are we feeling about that? I feel like I need to go back and rewatch the Daredevil on Netflix, to be perfectly honest, because this feels like they're just like bringing that back and putting a new name on it and just tweaking some stuff. That's really what it feels like at this point. And I'm not mad about it, but I feel like very much like I need to rewatch it to get the vibe. So I don't know. I, I I really want all this stuff to be true 
because I remember when those show that show came out, how how crazy people were for. It. I mean, we all remember the Save Daredevil campaign. Like it's it was a good show. And I think I feel like they're just importing it and just maybe polishing it a little bit differently. And I'm kind of excited about it. I don't know. I need this to be real. Jamie, I I'm know so- Yeah, Jamie, I know you're in the middle of watching it, so I'm very curious. Yeah. About- I'm, I haven't gone to Bullseye yet, but I'm really glad that I've begun this journey. And to me, I think I need to just continue the whole Defenders verse and fill in the gaps oh, I have yeah. not seen. Um, you know, I, as I've said many times, I've, the only show I've seen all of is Jessica Jones. And it really feels like they're just bringing, they're just, it's that's it. And then there are some questions, mm-hmm. but they haven't done anything yet that completely like negates anything. So why not? Yeah. It's what people want. It's it, it seems like the smartest decision. I don't have very strong feelings about it personally, but it seems like the smartest way to go. I agree. I also I'm very curious about the bullseye of it all because like I the costume and everything. I know there were there was kind of some debate about the costume he he wore when he was in Daredevil. I also just like Colin Farrell's bullseye is so good. Like I know we talked about this when we revisited Daredevil, but like that he he was so he he ate like he understood the assignment to such a degree that I'm very curious to see what they're able to do with bullseye if he's actually wearing his costume and being more comic accurate. But yeah, Aaron, how do you feel? Um, I'm going to just kind of do this to be like, put some respect on Adam Barhart's name. Goodness gracious. <laughs> yes. Uh, he beat a lot of people to this and I, I'm in awe of how weird these cell phone chats with all these former Netflix Defenderverse people must be. It's very funny. Um, I, I like Jamie. I don't have a ton of personal feelings about it, honestly. Um, but I mean, the people want it to basically be Daredevil season four and it still probably isn't going to be that y'all, but it's going to be as close as you could possibly get. And I suppose that's going to be good for a lot of people. That's the one thing I'm worried about is like that these updates might be setting people's expectations a little too high, which they were already really high. Like the second that this show got announced at Comic-Con. So I'm hoping that they can balance that and people can go in with an open mind. Maybe the response to Echo kind of shows that that's possible, but I I hope that it's a thing where everyone can just have a good time and not be too precious. And kind of going off of that, I know Jamie mentioned that there are some questions. Um, Vanessa Fisk is a huge question in this because uh, Sandrine Holt was rumored to, she, she was reported to be cast on the show. She was rumored to be playing a recast version of Vanessa but now that we are kind of sticking to the Netflix Defenders vs. Canon are we are we bringing Isla Zur back like what are we doing is is Sandrine in this show at all I know Adam suggested a theory during our bonus episode which you should listen to from last week which was basically that like Vanessa one died or left him or whatever and so then he found a second Vanessa and that she just happens to look different which that would be wild and not impossible but what do we think about this whole conundrum do you mean like like in the multiverse or just another random woman named just Vanessa? another random woman named Vanessa like <laughs> I've heard of that like too. I one of my mom's like someone my mom knows has married like three people with all named Peggy over the years so it's like it's possible <laughs> so I I wouldn't like I wouldn't put it past with Wilson Fist to be like I'm just gonna find another Vanessa and make her my second wife but I don't know what do we think I, I mean too that enjoy does sound like Dan. a thing <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's Seely Dan got brought up during one of my episodes and it wasn't even me saying it. Like that that's <laughs> impressive. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll just have to wait and see because I, I think like there's a lot of questions still with with Daredevil, but I know the internet is having a lot of fun asking those questions and trying to answer them. So um kind of pivoting to a completely different thing in the multiverse. Aaron, take it away. Uh so this week out of nowhere, we got new looks at what if season three through some official 
photos from Marvel in a tweet. They wrote, from all of us at Marvel Studios, thank you for watching season two of What If? and joining us on this journey across time, space, reality. We're excited to share this early look at some of the endless possibilities we'll explore in season three of What If? Richard has some of the area. Look at my man Johnny on the spot. And I guess we're getting uh, Goliath back and Red Guardian. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen to him. It doesn't seem good. Like bad Attack on Titan uh, trauma flashbacks. Um, have you guys seen all these? Have you seen the images yet? I, I, I like she'd never seen it before. I know I nope. had not seen them before this morning. Um, and I, this I love fun. them. I'm hoping Richard gets to the one that is really exciting, which is the Gundams, which I was not expecting of just Sam Wilson as Captain America and Monica Rambeau in Gundams, which looks awesome. I, I want to know so much more, but I also want to know nothing until the episode comes out. Right. And it's just like all of the, the concepts. I mean, I think when you guys, when you <clears throat> and Brandon talk, Jenna, to the to the creative team, they've talked about how they've been able to push more of the boat out as these seasons have gone on. And now we're in total bizarre world. And I'm about it. As someone who watched, literally watched a Mobile Suit Gundam Witch from Mercury last night, I was like, oh, yeah, we're getting weird. Also, finally, ca- freaking Sam was to Captain America and something else. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I Like, it is interesting. Oh, so in our, cool. In our What If interview, like, they, they did talk about how they wrote the season so early that, like, Sam wasn't even Captain America yet. Like, there was a lot of a lot of stuff in the MCU that is common knowledge and is accepted at this point wasn't even the case at the time that they wrote seasons one and two. So I'm glad we're at this point because that just looks awesome. Like, if you, if you are listening to us in podcast form, just look up the photos because you will not be disappointed. Um, Jamie, how do you feel? Because it sounds like you're also seeing these for the first time. Oh, this is my first glimpse. Uh, awesome. The first photo we saw with the with the whole Red, Goliath holding Red Guardian, I would assume that's from the episode uh, that we saw the clip from uh, with uh, Red Guardian and, and Bucky chilling out. And I'm, I'm excited for that potential team up. And then look at this. That's a Monica I'm seeing right there. So heck yeah. Her hair looks so great. Hair shield, <laughs> which is which is weird. Who do we think that is next to them? Do we think that's Bucky or someone else? like Rumblo? Like who? Who do we think that could be? That five o'clock shadow. I don't know. Yeah, because I, I was thinking about that, and I don't. I don't have a clear answer. But another question. Mm-hmm. And like Aaron, like you were saying, of like her being in Shield is also interesting, given Saber and all of that. Um, but yeah, so what if season three is on the way and everything we get from it, I'm honestly more excited about because it just it sounds like it has even more potential to be even better. Um, but yes, so we are going to take a quick one minute break. And when we come back, we have some Oscars updates and some rumors about various things in the MCU, including Nova. So stay tuned. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Welcome back to Phase Zero, Season 4, Episode 4. Um, the Oscar nominations were announced earlier this week, and there are a couple that are relevant to Marvel. So, Jamie, take it away. Oh, gosh, you know me. I got to talk about the Oscars. We got some Marvels here. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was nominated for Best Visual Effects, which, uh, yeah, <laughs> cruel to see. Um, and then we got Spider-Verse nominated for Best Animated Film, which is awesome. Although, uh, I would like to point out that Spider-Verse was absolutely snubbed for Best Score. Um, the the oh, best score yeah. lineup is a choice. I'll, I'll <laughs> say that. Um, but before I get to this little next tidbit uh, to discuss, how are you guys feeling about these these two nods for these very good Marvel movies? Uh, Spider Verse was a lock. Like it, it mm-hmm. there, uh, it would have been shocking if it somehow wasn't nominated for best animated film. I'm so happy Nimona is also nominated in that category because that was a, such a pleasant surprise. That kind of softened the blow of some of the snubs from the nominations this year. But yeah, and the Guardians team, like I know Jamie and Aaron did the amazing interview with the VFX team on that. It is such well deserved. Like they, their work was incredible. They did such a good job. They're working on Superman now. That's how yes. that's how dedicated they all are. So that should be fun. That increases my expectations for that too. Um, it, I, like you said, I thought Spider Verse was going to be like a lock for animated. Like, come on, the first one won back in was it twenty twenty? So I don't or twenty nineteen. So yeah. come on. Um, I am interested to see like the VFX category is very stacked. So even though they spent like what was it, Jamie? Like two years on that hallway fight i hope mm-hmm. the two years doesn't go to waste but i wouldn't hold my breath because i don't know if you guys go see like go on twitter and see the godzilla minus one crew react yeah. to their nomination it's and adorable. i was like how do you how do you root against this how do you root against i i'm like i i hope they win you know like oh and also Am yes I- go ahead I was saying, I'm correct in thinking Marvel has never won this award. The MCU has never won VFX before. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know, actually. I don't know. I, I, because, I, just, uh, I don't no know. No MCU movie had won anything until Black Panther won three. And that was that one of the three that was costumes, um, uh, production design, Ooh. and score. So, and I, nothing had ever won before. I don't think Marvel's ever won the I, Yeah, I looked it up and I'm not seeing any indication that they've ever won it. <clears throat> That's They've wild. been nominated constantly, but they yeah. never win. They've won for costume, which is not even remotely the same thing. But no. yeah, you're the right. The last superhero thing to win was freaking Spider-Man 2, I think. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which is nuts. <laughs> That's crazy. Insane. And I don't know if this is their year either. I mean, the whole thing about them not 
that Oppenheimer didn't qualify is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Oppenheimer yeah. absolutely should have qualified for this award. Uh, but if that's a whole thing to Google uh, in terms of <laughs> making sense. It's Do really it, wild. Any matter? <laughs> but that does open up. But I, I, I don't know. I don't think it's a it's a luck. I also think Spider-Verse has some big competition with the boy and the heron. Uh, Miyazaki oh, yeah. was the last film. Uh, uh, Spider-Verse lost the Golden Globe. So we'll see. It's going uh, to be an interesting year. Don't yeah. be falling for Japanese Brett Favre. He's not retiring. He's going to make another movie in like two years from now. Like, let's not. It's a wonderful film. And I'm a big fan oh of, of the Grumpy Man. Oh but he's not retiring. He is not retiring. Oh. You know that. You just oh. called Miyazaki Japanese Brett Favre. No, oh, I love like, it. I'm going to go away. Oh I'm going to go away. I'm going to retire. Uh, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. And he'll be back. And the next movie will slap too. Stop. That is true. Yes. I do Ryan agree with like, Aaron. It has been like three times. I do agree with Aaron about the Godzilla of it all. I highly recommend watching that video because all the little Godzilla figurines on the table watching the television as the nominees were announced was the best thing I saw all day. It was so good. Um, but I yeah. Keep- I have to root for Godzilla. It's it's so good. Godzilla <laughs> minus one is amazing. Um, but yeah, keeping the awards thing going, Jamie also has another tidbit, another first for the MCU. Oh, gosh. So Quantumania is nominated for many Razzies. And before I read what they are, I'd like to preface that I, I'm not a fan of the Razzies. I, I think they're in they're mean in bad faith. But I also want to say that when the Razzies were announced, so many people on Twitter were like, if you think Quantumania is one of the worst movies of the year, you didn't watch movies this year. I watched 75 releases <laughs> in 2023 and over uh, 500 movies in total. <laughs> and Quantumania was in my bottom three of the releases. So I'm sorry, Quantumania does deserve, not that I think anything should be nominated for this award because I don't think it should exist, but if it, since it does exist, yeah, I'm sorry, Quantumania deserves to be here because it's a bad movie. But so it was nominated for Worst Prequel, Remake, Ripoff, or Sequel, Worst Director, Michael Douglas and Bill Murray for Worst Supporting Actor. I don't know if I, that one, I don't know if I agree with. Uh, the uh, And then as uh, Jenny, Jenna wrote here, or, or maybe Aaron wrote this, it the Razzie Stink. Okay, the Razzie stink, but it's worth mentioning uh, because the MCU has never been nominated before, and that is really interesting. And it, the fact that it's never been nominated until this movie really is satisfying to me, someone who sa- has said many times that Quantumania is literally the only MCU movie I don't like. So uh, I feel validated, even though I'm saying one more time, I think it's wrong. I think it's mean. And what do you guys think? I agree. Like the Razzies were fun. They used to be very like culturally interesting, but now it's just kind of gotten a little bit more mean spirited. But it is it is still kind of unprecedented that the MCU is now so nominated. I like looking at the nominees. I'm Shazam did not deserve to be nominated as many times as Quantumania did, but it, it, it also got four nominations, which is kind of wild to me. But yeah, I think this kind of just signifies where the MCU is at, as we've talked about on the show with kind of fatigue and the quality of stuff like this isn't necessarily surprising to depending on how you felt about the movie, but it still is kind of wild to see. I agree. It's just definitely a reminder that, you know, hey, maybe maybe we need to take a breath here. And uh, But I also just think the Razzies are straight up bullying at this point, and that's not cool. Bullying's wrong. The first time I ever became aware of this institution, it was 2000, was 2004. Yeah. And Halle Berry got nominated for Catwoman, and I haven't yep. paid attention to it since, and I haven't paid attention <laughs> to it now. Um, when we talk about media consumption and resources being used and stuff i'd like to take this time instead of talking about an award that does not matter i wonder what the budget of making razzies trophies throwing the show and whatever else could be done to 
bolster all those people who got fired at the LA Times this week instead. <laughs> like an actual good use of money, the good use of time, actual substantive film criticism being like waylaid and we're wasting time talking about that. So I don't know. Silly. <laughs> Silly. Every, do you, we have Twitter. What do I need the Razzies for? I know exactly what people hate. Oh my what God, do I need that's that? Great point. <laughs> I think that's how the Razzies have become more obsolete. It's because with Twitter and with social media, it's like we're constantly aware of when people don't like something. So it just becomes this like, I don't know, you're beating a dead horse by the time we actually get to the Razzies, especially for a movie like Quantumania that is almost a year old at this point. Like mm -hmm. it, we, we've moved on well, if, well beyond then. If I want to hear witty people talk about criticism that aren't the mean people on Twitter. You go to Letterboxd. You go read Jamie Dirac's little weird, <laughs> funny thing she says about movies that she didn't really enjoy all that much. It's great. You can just go pick me a random one and you'll get something amazing. So, I don't know. It Absolutely. seems silly. Absolutely. Well, so then, not not to waste any more time on the Razzies, we will move on to our next news topic, which um, I'm so sad that Brandon is not here <sighs> for this um, because we got a Nova update, and that is very rare, and I feel like these almost always happen when he is not on the show, which is just very funny. Um, but so, according to Daniel RPK, Ryan Gosling has reportedly talked to Marvel Studios about playing Richard Ryder. Um, the, we have three questions here. Do you like the idea? What format do we think we're going to see him in? Because we know there's a project in some capacity, but at, who knows if it's a special presentation or something else. How do we feel about it? You know, I I think like, yeah, do more with Ryan Gosling. Sure. If Ryan Gosling wants to be in the MCU, power to him. I sure. I, I then the bigger names we hear in upcoming projects, the the less I'm inclined to believe it. I really do feel like the the days of getting the biggest names possible might be done and we might be back to the beginning, which is where we're getting some like less famous people to bolster up their careers, which is what I would like to see. Um, but obviously if we're getting Gosling in there, great. And as for a special presentation, I have no idea. No idea. Who knows? Nicole, Aaron. I don't know Brandon. how I feel about this. Like I, I love Ryan Gosling. I think he's amazing. Like, but at the same time, like, I don't know that I want that. Like, I feel like if we were to get Ryan Gosling like this, it'd be just straight up. Look, we got this super popular actor who just came off playing with super iconic role. Because no matter how we feel about the, the Oscar nominations and Barbie, Ryan Gosling is Ken is iconic and always will be. It was great. But that would just feel like pandering in, in, a, in a way that's like, Marvel, we need to move away from that. Like, <laughs> no, no. Um, so I don't know how I feel about it. Do I think he could do it? Sure. I mean, if anybody's ever really watched Ryan Gosling act, the dude's got range. Like, he's not just Ken. He's he's a lot of things. But I don't know how I feel about this one. If it's real, I don't want it. I don't think. I really don't. Like, no, I'm sorry, Ryan Gosling. I love you and I'll watch you in literally anything, but I don't want this. I do think there's value to kind of casting a really big actor for a lesser known character because outside of the Marvel mm -hmm. fandom, like Nova is not necessarily no a well-known character. So I think having, you know, newly minted Oscar nominee Ryan Gosling joining off of the hype of Barbie, like there is value to that. But I, I also I, this isn't necessarily a done deal. Like they're just talking to him about it. Like this at least lets us know, A, that they're casting Nova, which kind of we weren't really sure about for how long this project's been in development and B, like what kind of prototype they're going for. So on that merit i'm excited but also as we've seen with century as we've seen with so many other roles in this franchise like that nothing is a done deal but yeah aaron how do you feel um well i mean sad for liam crowley and i think it's vincent alvarado in the in the chat who what 
Glenn Powell to be a uh, Richard Ryder, uh, especially as like this massive Glenn Powell moment is upon us with that Netflix movie. But also, I think that Gosling being in that stuntman movie he's supposed to be in this year is going to change oh, people's yeah. minds about that too, because I hear that's supposed to be really, really good. Like, they haven't gotten a trailer yet, but the people who have seen it at CinemaCon and stuff, like the clips are like, it is wild that he has, like Nicole said, like a bunch of range. I think that Nova is such an interesting character in general because, like you said, there's just like a there's tons of comic stories, but for like the general audiences, this is Guardians of the Galaxy. No one knows about this. No one knows. Like general audiences don't know. So having that big actor in front of it could help. But like you said, until he walks out on that stage with Kevin and puts on a baseball hat, I'm not. I'm not saying anything. It was like, okay, would be awesome. Even then, that's not necessarily a done deal. <laughs> like until the until the movie is released, I don't believe any casting. Also, to okay. your Glenn Powell point, he can now play Booster Gold if he doesn't play Nova. Oh, yeah, the better option. Boy. I will Glenn die Powell on that. Booster Gold, sign me up. Um, and so yeah, so that's it for Nova. We'll have to wait and see. I'm sure the second there is any sort of forward movement, BD will absolutely want to talk about it on the show. Um, but pivoting to another rumor that has surfaced this week. Uh, over at the Com- Cosmic Circus, we got Spider-Man 4 rumors pertaining to the villain of the piece. There's been a lot of ink spilled and a lot of opinions cast about who the villain of the next Spider-Man movie is going to be. And they say that it's going to be a live a character we've never seen in live action before, uh, which is interesting because, you know, of course, people are just beating on their on their tables. A lot of the Internet's like Scorpion or even more after Echo just being like, just do Fisk. Like, who cares? Um, so I want to ask the panel who, which of the Spider-Man villains that we have not seen in live action, would you like to see Tom Holland, uh, emote at, uh, in Spider-Man 4? I will echo the chat. Both Chris and Ryan are both saying <laughs> big, big wheel. wheel. And that was already going to be my answer. Big wheel. <laughs> we Same. haven't seen him in live action. He was supposed to be in the second Spider-Verse movie. That did not happen. <laughs> There's concept art. I, one day big wheel will get his due and I have his first appearance and that will make me a lot of money by owning it. So I, I want that to happen. But I like, honestly, it's probably like Mr. Negative or something. If that ends up being true, which that would also be very cool. But I, yeah, I'm just going to. The jam. actor who plays Mr. Negative in the Spider-Man PlayStation games tweeted over the weekend that he's like, what's a guy got to do? And that guy has been an actor for a long time. He's got action reels. He could probably actually do that. And the, you know, you save a ton of money on costuming and makeup. He's just a guy in a suit. Um, so maybe so, but Jesus, big wheel, Jenna, why? What we're talking about? You got the cast, like you know, like I don't even know as the person for people to be like, oh yes, I'll take big wheel seriously. Literally anyone, it would be great. It, it okay. just needs to happen. Um, Jamie, Nicole, what are what villain would you like to see? I mean, I just don't believe this movie exists yet. Uh, so, like, rumors this deep, uh, I'm like, okay, whatever. The movie hasn't been announced, so I have I have no idea. Uh, but also, like, the oh, it's going to be a villain we haven't seen. Yeah, that makes sense, because they've re- redone some villains many times. It's a comic that's been around forever. Yeah, bring in a new villain. That just seems kind of obvious, but I, I don't have a guess as to who. But I also am like, okay, I'll believe Spider-Man 4 when I see it when when ryan gosling is up there as nova and when we have a fantastic four cast let's, richard, let's just see what richard happens. you don't want to do <laughs> <laughs> nicole what's your theory 
I, I was gonna say big wheel because I've been since you and Chris have been so on the big wheel train you kind of brought me <laughs> along with you because now I want it because that means we could get big wheel merch yes I, I want to live in a world where I can get big wheel merch to go with my Thanos copter guys like, just the little like RC car that you can just like drive yeah. the big wheel down well, like you're... I've, got, I've got the RC Thanos copter why can't I have a big wheel like I need this I need this in my life um but realistically there are enough villains that we could just literally just dump some comics in a box shake it really hard and pull something out and it could be amazing i have no guesses and realistically marvel would probably do the weirdest thing that we haven't thought of just to be like oh dang that could be wild so and the cmc if this movie is real as jamie is not (laughs) convinced it is and won't be convinced until our butts are in the seat with popcorn and honestly at this point i might i might not i don't disagree with that um they're gonna redo them a little bit to make it fit the narrative anyway so Big wheel. <laughs> I I admire all of your commitments <clears throat> to the bit. I would just like to say there's no chance that Sony lets those rights revo- revert to Marvel Studios. So that that movie's happening. Either it's Tom or somebody else. They're not going to let them. How can you make weird Spider-Man offshoot movies that don't involve Spider-Man if you don't own Spider-Man? It doesn't make sense. So it's the core of their thing. You can't even make Venom movies anymore. So they're, they're, that's going to happen. But... I think to both please the rampant street level fans, you have to do something that involves Kingpin, but I don't think it's going to be just him. I think that you would be smart as Marvel Studios often does to crib from popular elements of other things. So I think you're going to get something where it's either like Prowler or Hammerhead or Cinderblock or whatever, working for Wilson Fisk, and then it draws... Peter into conflict with him for a big third act thing where he fights a bunch of the other villains who have been bought off by Vincent D'Onofrio snarling at everybody. That that seems like the way to get everybody on board. And the, the cinder blocker hammerhead thing has caught on online. People think that that's really got some steam. And I was like, whoo, you gonna have to tell that story really well because those guys are just dudes in suits too. They're just guys. There's no cool octopus arms to sell action figures. There's no Vincent Defoe cackling to himself in a mirror. You're gonna have to do some real some real heavy lifting. So I don't know. I will say to your point, because like, I wonder if in live action means like costumed as the character or just in live action at all, because like we've technically gotten a prowler. He just has never suited yeah. up. We technically got Felicia Hardy in Amazing Spider-Man 2. She just never suited up as Black Cat. So I wonder if like that technically qualifies of like we'd see them fully in their costume or if it would just be a completely new character. But as y'all get, have said, there are so many options. If we get Donald Glover in that same scene across the Spider-Verse. Aaron uh-huh. will levitate. It's over. I'll be like, oh, <laughs> number one power rank is forever. That's it. I don't care if it's good or not. Don't care. But it's probably not going to happen. But that's that's fun. Jamie can't even like punch you while watching the screening because you were just uh, <laughs> you're just levitated to the ceiling at that point. <laughs> I'm finally um, getting punched. <laughs> um, so to keep the spider train rolling, because, you know, as, as someone mentioned, like Sony has a proclivity for doing unique things with their Spider-Man movies. Um, so there were new comments from Madam Web director as Jake Clarkson to EW. And she kind of said that the movie is basically standalone. It's not really tying into any other previous Spider-Man mythos. Um, quote, she is definitely in a standalone world. I was able to just have free reign and let the movie be what it needed to be, as opposed to trying to force it into something else. That was a gift in 
in a way to be able to take something and bring a fresh and I hope original take to it. So people had a lot of reactions to this because I know the theories of, you know, it, it being said in the mid 2000s, people were like, oh, Toby's totally going to show up or there's going to be some sort of tie to something. And now it sounds like there might not be. How do we feel about it? The rumor that they were going to have these guys in there and then they were like, oh, wait, it takes place in 2003. That doesn't make sense. Is so funny to me. If that's true, they just like the time they just forgot that time math exists uh, is hilarious. I mean, no part of me thought any of these guys were showing up. They haven't in the other movies. So I, it's just it's so weird. All of this is so weird. Matt, I, I'm like, I'm excited for this movie just to see like what it's going to be. Uh, but I think this is doing Morbius numbers. I really do. <laughs> The projections are lower. Oh, wow. They are. Uh, like 30 mil. Hey, all, all I know is may, maybe the spider dudes are, you know, researching spiders in the Amazon with yeah. Kevin's mom. Absolutely. Maybe that's where they're at. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, Aaron, how do you feel about this? Because I know you wrote a whole piece on our website <clears> kind of <throat> about the whole controversy among the fans about this. <sighs> Leave, leave it to Sony. And the funny, I really do. I wish they would get their life together because you have real <laughs> forward momentum after like No Way Home and all this stuff. The the opportunities are all the way out there. Marvel's had to abandon whatever the overarching large, like, I mean, like the brass tax plan or whatever they're going to do. So you can really call your own shots. And it just seems like they keep getting in their own way. Having this be a 2003 movie now would make so much sense with the advent of like Y2K style and stuff being popular among the kids. And then to scrap all of it to hopefully get back Andrew Garfield or Tom Holland for probably what? Four minutes of screen time is silly. Is really silly. It's a multiverse story. Just happening out of a portal. It's mm-hmm. it's really silly. Also, as our beloved Nick Valdez said, but she's supposed to she's supposed to be the web that connects them all. How can she connect them all? There's no connection. And I was like, no, Nick, no. <laughs> Someone works very hard on this one. Nick's mm-hmm. optimism about Madam Web is infectious. Like it, it, it keeps me going. It's so great. But yeah, I, I, I think I, he might be the movie's biggest fan, and it's not even out yet. It's, it's amazing. I, I, I do agree with Aaron. I feel like there, like if anything, I was expecting a Spider-Man in a portal. And so, if we're not even getting that, okay. But I hope we're still getting something weird because you kind of can't really show her multiversal powers if you're just limiting mm-hmm. it to the plot of the movie. So the whole plot of the character is the this is why brandon be frustrated guys when you watch this show and brandon just holding his freaking sinuses like like gene gray in the x-men cartoon that's why oh Oh my gosh i i'm so lucky that i get to do this every week oh my gosh i'm so glad this is our jobs um So we're going to take another quick one minute break. And when we come back, we have some filming updates and a spicy nugget of the week, courtesy of Aaron. So stay tuned. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your 
time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome back to Phase Zero, Season 4, Episode 4. For our last segment today, we got a couple filming updates. But first, this would normally be at the top of our show, but we had so much news today that this kind of got regulated here. Um, The Marvels is now on Disney+. Plus. How do we think it will perform? I know we've debated about that a lot once the movie first came out in theaters, but how are we feeling? I think it's going to do really well because a lot of people didn't see it in theaters. And when it comes down to it, new movies that are streaming – do well. And I, I really do think that we're going to be surprised or not surprised. Uh, and I should say, and I think it's going to, it's going to crush. And I hope I'm right. I agree. I think the movie's going to do really, really well now that it's on streaming and Jamie's right. People didn't necessarily see it in theaters. And there were a variety of factors that went into that, that have nothing to do with the quality of the movie. And I think that when people have the opportunity to sit down at home or wherever they consume their streaming media, for me, it's at home on my couch, but for other people, maybe it's, you know, on their phone or whatever. Um, I I think it's going to do, do really, really well. And I think people are going to come out of that with maybe a completely different opinion about the movie because it's great. It's a great movie. I want to add, it's not out yet. It's coming out. I was just about to say, yeah, 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 February 7th is when it's out. Time Um, is a flat circle. Yes, it is. (laughs) flat circle <laughs> um i i really i've had the it here's your record-breaking highest disney movie premiere since wakanda forever thing prepped for a month and a half looking at cashing out that ticket like a parlay to be honest i mean when the high quality images of it hit on twitter two weeks ago of beast and all these people were like wait what i was like yeah it's 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 going up i mean there's a bunch of families with small children that didn't go mm-hmm. for, for a variety of reasons, or they just were like paying that much money to go to the theater at that time. It, it's going to be funny. It, we're going to we're gonna have that conversation. Thank goodness Brandon Davis will be here. I also, Little I, girls alone. Yes. Little girls are just going to be restarting and rewatching this oh movie my over God. and over and over. I know. Absolutely. People who I also, like cats are going to be restarting <laughs> that movie over and over. Me. I hope it, it is a... I hope there's a rising tide lifts all boats situation where like after Echo came out, people like there were reports saying that like all of the seasons of Daredevil and the Punisher and Hawkeye like also had higher streaming numbers in relation to Echo. So I hope it's a thing that once the Marvels hits Disney Plus, WandaVision and Miss Marvel like just go through the mm-hmm. roof and have this huge spike again, because I'm sure that is also a huge part of it, too, of like, oh, well, we just want to wait and see. And then once you actually do, you're like, oh, I want to go back and watch Kamala's origin story or I want to see what's up with Monica. So here's hoping like I, I hope that this discourse can kind of change and that people can recognize the movie for what it is once it's on streaming um but yeah speaking of another streaming project aaron has an update with that oh yeah uh deadline caught up with dominic thornton she has a film. uh she's told them that filming has concluded indeed i mean i can strap in say strap in and get ready it will be a ride much like they all are it is an epic journey and once one that i'm very excited to share so everything is just concluding filming apparently they went back and reshot a lot of ironheart right i think after 
um like the whole shakeup happened that was months ago now it feels like it was like two weeks um everybody excited i know it's probably still gonna be 2025 but it's nice to hear that okay we start we got filming done it's, it's still coming out you know i still can't believe it's it's not coming out this year that it's, it's just, that is just crazy to me uh that it's been i feel like done for so long and it's still we're not getting it i'm ready i want it come on I mean, you saw footage of D23 when you went to D23. That's true. That was years ago. <laughs> Jamie went to D23, in case you weren't aware. Oh, uh, yeah. I barely remember. It was so long ago. But I agree. I like. I hope that this show ends up being worth the wait. I have a feeling that it will be. But the, the fact that we have to wait this long just mm-hmm. sucks, because I think this is the type of project that could be really delightful. It's also like I've, I've wondered already how much their work they're going to have to do to kind of reintroduce Riri as a character, because by that point, a lot of people won't have remembered that she was in, even in Wakanda forever. So I'm very curious to see how they kind of like reintroduce her to the masses. Yeah, that was my thing. It's like by the time this finally gets here, it's going to it's going to basically have been like an entire lifetime in like entertainment years since we've we've seen her. And how how are we going to get people to be excited again? Because when we saw her in Wakanda forever, people were like, oh, yeah, let's let's get to Ironheart. Let's do this. That that moment's passed. How do we get that back? And um, I'm just glad that we're getting updates that remind us this is still coming because it's easy for this stuff to just fall off. And admittedly, until we got this, I had forgotten about it. And I feel bad about that because it's been on one of the things on my list of I really want to see more of this character. So I'm just glad we're getting these updates and we know that it is still coming. It is going to still happen. I just don't want to wait until I'm like in the, the nursing home for this at this point because your girl's old. <laughs> I'm so old. So another filming related update, uh, courtesy of Jamie. Oh, Mr. Sebastian Stan talked about how he misses Marvel while uh, chatting with Variety. He said, I'm excited. I'm going to go back basically in a month or so. I've missed it. It's a great cast. The batting average is so high that it's difficult to always land everything right away. It's always been a great experience with this one in particular. I think there's a lot of good things. And obviously he's talking about Thunderbolts and I'm excited. I'm so excited for this movie. Uh, this is uh, I'm, I'm hyped and it sounds like Sebastian Stan is hyped. So good for him. I it's interesting that they're filming in a month or so because it's like I, I'm very curious who Sentry ends up being in that point in time because that's a very short amount of time to cast a person but yeah I'm excited that he's excited I've missed seeing Bucky feels like it's been way too long so I'm very much looking forward to seeing him again how do y'all feel I mean we all we all miss Buck um he's in a bunch of freaking what if season three apparently it was in what if season two so it's not like he's been like supremely absent but i know it's probably like a long gap of time for him too and he does a bunch of like funny weird little indie projects in between these massive movies so it's not like he ever has the chance to really get burned out because there's always a chance for him to go get like fake tattoo to like dye his hair a weird color or something and then come back um i I'm curious. He, him, and uh, Harbor have been the most adamant about. Oh, you guys are really going to like this movie. So it's nice to see uh, a favorite getting back in and being like, you know what? I, I want to go back to summer camp. I'm, I'm bound for it. <laughs> Nicole, how do you feel about his comments? Having a good time, and he's ready to go back. I'm, I'm willing to go, be like ready for it as well. And I'll, it'll just be like you said. It's be, it'd be good to see Bucky back. I'm, I'm excited for it. He's. Yeah favorite you can't you can't get past that he's a favorite let's let's do it let's let's have some warm happy nostalgia 
from some of our favorites from the earlier parts of the MCU, and I'm good for it. And then immediately throw them into a perilous situation. Because that's that's how you do it, Jenna. You take your favorites, you throw them in the chaos, and you watch the madness happen. That's the perfect recipe. I'm a diabolical movie. That's literally the movie. That's literally the movie. movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then to wrap things up on today's show, we have another Aaron Spicy Nugget of the Week. Take it away. Oh, fun. This time, uh, it's actually a blast from the past. So as I was goofing around the internet, I saw Alex from my Cosmic Circus uh, like tweeting about a thing they discovered in Thor Love and Thunder's post-credit scene. And I was like, wait, what? Like, what do you mean? You know, Brett Goldstein was there. What, what are we talking about here? And it turns out on the Disney Plus version of the movie, you can see when you brighten it, when... Jane Foster descends down into Valhalla. You can see the freaking tendrils of the timelines. They don't completely look like there's some discussion of whether or not they've edited it to look like the Loki holding all the timelines together. So you can see all of the multiverse from Valhalla. And we all assume, especially after last week's comments, or that uh, Natalie Portman wants to come back to be Thor again. She still has a hammer, apparently. Um... Will Chris Hemsworth get to see Loki at Thor 5? Because if he goes up there and there's all this stuff with the timelines, because, I mean, he has to go get Jane. I mean, like, that's one constant thing in a lot of these movies. She was, like, so absent from the third one, and people actually liked. the funny, That's the funny thing. I think people are going to come around on that movie, too, because that thing broke all those Disney Plus records once it was available on streaming, too. Um so are we setting up a weird moment where the brothers finally get to see each other? And my favorite thing of they're going to hug and it'll be wonderful to see the two of them better. And then Tom Hiddleston be like, there's something I've admitted to you because no one knows about any of the stuff going on with the multiverse stuff, except for him and Paul Rudd eating bad looking ice cream. cake. Those are the only two people who know anything going on. So does this imply that Val- there's only one Valhalla, not one Puri multiverse? So like every single person who believes in that, because we all know there are like 25 afterlifes. So there's only one afterlife of this thing, but it can apply to any multiverse that believes in that afterlife. So there could be like 20,000 Jane Fosters running around out here. Um, this is breaking my brain. This is like <laughs> write, too much to about. Yeah. Write it down. Um, <laughs> oh, that's complicated. Uh, I do feel like I I would love to see Loki and Thor be reunited, and it it it's it'll be tricky though because the second Thor sees Loki, he's gonna think he faked his last death again, and then you have to really explain <laughs> yeah. a lot. And how do you do that? And but I would be sad because their days are numbered. They're gonna they're not gonna keep doing this forever, and it would be sad to never see them together again. So I would like that. But oh my god, there things are getting complicated. I agree. This is very spicy because like I the implications of this are kind of wild. But I I do agree. I think they're. I, I really want a reunion between the two of them. And I really want kind of Thor to acknowledge like Loki's purpose of, you know, holding the world tree together. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a moment in that that could be really poignant and really beautiful. But I if we don't get it, that's OK. But I think it would be a really cool thing to see. Nicole. I think it'd be I, I think they, I think we definitely need some even though, even though we don't see it, some sort of mention of some sort of like brotherly closure there. And maybe Thor being real proud of his brother because he's he's done the dang thing. 
Um, but now, thank you, Jamie. You've broken my mind about the idea of a multiverse of an afterlife, and I don't, I don't know that I'm going to be the okay. I'm not thinking I'm gonna be the same person coming out of this conversation that I was going into it. So, thank you, Jamie. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you oh my really? God. Yeah. <laughs> well, can on I, that note, oh, can Aaron, I add sauce to? Can I add sauce yeah. to the spicy nugget? Yes. That would also imply that in Thor five, uh, Red Goldstein's going to kill Thor. That absolutely would imply oh. he has to go get her from the afterlife. He just murk him. Oh, you're right. Because he can't just walk into Valhalla. Yeah. You have to you die. Per- you have to die. That's the only way you oh. get into Valhalla. That's like right. across every every possible version of it, both like mythologically, historically, and fictionally. You cannot be a living person and go into Valhalla. You have to be dead. They're gonna oh, do a flatliners thing with Thor. He's gonna he's gonna uh he's gonna go to the to the flatliner school. <laughs> I need, write it down. I know I need all of this. So when Thor 5 comes out in like 2030, we can go back and see if we were right or wrong. Oh my gosh. Oh well now that all of our brains are broken, um, I think it's a perfect note to end this week's phase zero on. I know I love these Aaron spicy nuggets. I think this is really yeah. Excellent. Segment. I think this is my first Aaron spicy nugget, and I'm like, yes. I am unwell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not I just metaphysical usually. They're not usually making you question, you know, reality and existence and all of that. But they're I'm gonna need to call segment. my therapist. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> oh well, I'm sorry. You can build comicbook.com. You can, can build Mr. Nick Elodian. Um well, Aaron, you're on the big board. Uh, what do you have to plug and leave the viewers? Okay, uh, it's at Selenic Hornet on Twitter. I'd like to recommend everybody go read Jenna's Madam Web Explainer if you want to actually understand the character and then be horrified if anything goes wrong <laughs> later this year. Also, I'd like to thank Jamie Dirac for agreeing to go with me to a horror movie. That's right, Aaron is actually going to go try to go consume a horror movie in a theater, which I don't know, you'd have to go back to like, Probably when Madam Web is set to, for me to have gone to one. Um, to see, uh, I saw the TV glow. Mm. I will I, I will be there. And Jamie's going to sit there and not hit me and hold my hand. Thank you. I'm ready. You can hit me. I'll, I'll protect you. <laughs> I, already, I already see Aaron like this on me. Yeah, right? oh, absolutely. I love her. I'm ready. Uh, I, I'm, I'm so honored to be to be your buddy. <laughs> I love this so much. Um, The buddy system. Oh, all right. Well, Jamie, what do you have to plug today? Well, uh, Aaron brought up my letterbox, so I'll plug that up uh, at Jamie Jarek. I've watched already over 50 movies in the year 2024, so I have a lot uh, of of movie talking to do. Uh, Also, uh, at Jamie Cinematics on Twitter, if you want to see all my reactions to yesterday's Oscar nominations, I have lots of thoughts and feelings. So, uh, yeah, um, I love movies. Movies are great. You should watch them. Go watch Flatliners 1990, baby. I've, I've watched 16 movies this year and I was I've been like oh my gosh I'm so ahead of everything I've, I've watched so many and then Jamie's over here with 50 that is amazing I, I would expect <laughs> nothing less um Nicole what do you have to plug today well you can find me at life and Polaroid on Twitter and I'm gonna plug the other show that I, I haunt these days which is a comic book nation's riptide radio it's our Percy Jackson show and we will be available next week Tuesday to talk about the season finale so please come join us and if especially if you're a Percy Jackson fan it's with me and Liam Crowley and we've got some fantastic guests next week so it's such a good time 
Hell yeah. For the people watching visually, they just saw the little plug of the logo, which is great. Um, I'm at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn on social media. As always, go read some comics. Um, don't forget to play the show for your mom, play the show for your dog. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice. Um, we should hopefully be back on Friday with some sort of bonus episode. I'm not entirely sure what that's going to look like yet, but stay tuned. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and have a good week. And hopefully next week there will be even more crazy Marvel news to talk about. So see you then.